Hey, welcome listeners to this week's episode of Two Point Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Schwartz, and I'm here today with a special guest and actually our first guest of the pod. Give it up for Sean Lawson, guys. Wow. First first guest, man. That's, uh, that's quite the honor. Appreciate um, it. Uh, we, we held that spot specially for you, man. We, we wanted to get you on a little <laughs> bit while back, but, uh, you know, just the timing of things kind of happened to work out right now. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Sean is a massive Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, obviously that loss was a little bit harder to endure watching you guys go from that hot start to trailing off a little bit, respectfully, of course, but before we get into the Packers, let's get into the Super Bowl and, you know, this interesting matchup that's for the first time ever, two number one overall quarterbacks drafted are going to face off against each other in this massive game in SoFi Stadium in LA this Sunday. So, Sean, first of all, what are your thoughts of the matchup? Uh, listen, I mean, uh, I think it's going to be uh, a, a really good Super Bowl Super Bowl to look forward to. I mean, uh, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I mean, you're super stoked that uh, your team's going to be there for, I mean, last time we were there, what was it, 40 years ago? So, I mean, you guys got to definitely be uh, screaming who uh who day, who day on uh, Sunday for sure man I mean uh for a fan base to go through you know their their owner isn't the greatest of the Cincinnati Bengals you know that doesn't do a lot of hot moves kind of like in the off season not uh not a pretty spot to go to Cincinnati Ohio but I mean I mean it's gonna be great man uh LA Rams you know you were there two seasons ago you faced Tom Brady and uh, it didn't work out for you guys. So maybe a shot at redemption with a new QB on deck with Matthew Stafford. I mean, there's just so many headlines going into to Sunday. Obviously, um, one of the bigger matchups we're going to start looking at is, well, that is even if the LA Rams move away from their strategic game plan of not letting Jalen Ramsey shadow the team's number one receiver. But yeah. do you think in this game this will be different where Jamar Chase gets a chance to line up on the other side of that ball? I mean, if if you're the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals, you gotta you gotta get your guy going. I mean, get his get Jamar Chase active early, you know, get some confidence. It's a big game, get the nerves out, let him take a hit, you know, just a little quick uh quick little screen pass, maybe, you know, a little slant. And uh, get them going early because, uh, you know, the, the big names want to – you want to see the big names in the big game. That's 100%. Uh, so, you know, get them active early, I think, yeah. I'm with you on that. I think Jamar Chase should probably be targeted early, especially with the fact that it's coming out now that it's looking slim for appearances on both sides of – on both teams, I should say. Both CJ Usama and – I believe it's Tyler Higby are not trending in a great direction to play. So there's going to be a lot more of a load on the wide receivers uh, shoulders, a la Cooper cup, Odell Beckham, and then Jamar Chase, T Higgins and company who for each team, give me one, give me one mismatch that you think should stand out with those two exceptional positions missing because we know right away working from the slots been, one of the weaknesses for the Rams, but uh, yeah, give me, give me who you think probably has a favorable matchup going in. I mean, if you think about it, 
OBJ should just feast in this game. I mean, if you look at what he did in the NFC Championship game, I mean, he had 100-plus yards, and he's he's been dynamite for the LA Rams. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't see it any other way going into the Super Bowl. I mean, you're you're going to see – here's here's what I think you're going to see for the, the Bengals. There's going to be, obviously, the double team on Cooper Cup. Right. And easily – but what I think you do if you're the Cincinnati Bengals defensive corner, you put your best corner on OBJ and let the double team handle Cooper Cup. That's 100% it. And if, if you wanted to do it, you could literally flip the script and, and put it on the Rams too. I mean, double, double Jamar Chase and then let your best corner go up against, uh, you know, uh, Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins, you know, whoever's been more dominant in the past few games. I mean... It's it's really I think it's going to be a coaching battle to be completely honest with you in this game. Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay is going to be definitely one of the matchups. It's going to be interesting to watch and how they pen and drop their play, plays, especially for this one to win it all. I know there are players that are hungry for redemption. To your point, I mean it's kind of tough. I mean it's kind of tough to cover to double Cooper Cup, or I should say. What's going to happen is because we've seen that already, a la when they played Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how a safety was supposed to roll over and right. he was just streaking wide open, and NFL Twitter obviously lost their mind. <laughs> but it's kind of one of those iffy positions because, as I said last week, you can't really because even if you double O or even if you have them in single coverage in Odell you know, starts to go off as he did against the Niners for his 100-yard 100, 100 receiving game. Right. Um, rolling two over to him and leaving Cooper Cup in single coverage might be a death wish. And that's the thing, right? Because y- you know there's going to be, obviously, the nerves and there's going to be mistakes early. So, I mean, it, c- it could be whoever jumps out early. And I think most likely the team to do that is the Rams to maybe jump out early. That's my early prediction for, for the Super Bowl is that this team comes out fast early and whoever makes the first mistake, it, it, it might seal the game. You know, it's definitely not a defense that the Cincinnati Bengals were have to take lightly or can take yeah. lightly. Um, even just getting pressure with four up front. We've seen, well, we saw what happened against lesser names on the Tennessee Titans, but now he has to, but now Joe Burrow is going to be staring at Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. I mean, that's a scary <laughs> sight, man. And, you know, it, last off season, I mean, the, the Cincinnati Bagels got a lot of flack for obviously not drafting an offensive lineman. We've heard this. I'm, and it could be the most evident come the biggest game this year. I mean, not taking Panay Sewell, and taking your boy Jamar Chase, I mean, we're we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens, man. Aaron Donald, you know, the the Rams are all in. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, they're they're gonna come after who, you, Joe. Who needs Burrow. a first round pick, right? <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? You're you're in the perfect scenario, right? You got arguably two top wide receivers, top top fifteen wide receivers, yeah. you know. And you got, you know, just a, a pretty scary defense as well. If, if you know, let's let's not put the Rams defense overrated or underrated at all. They're a scary defense. It's it's always and, intimidating, especially because there's like at least three gold jackets on that side of the ball. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 
you know, if, if you look at Matthew Stafford, he's he's probably top 10, top five, maybe in talent on the QB front. Mm-hmm. And now he has all the pieces around him. It's another thing on Sunday could be if if Matthew Stafford can control the mistakes he makes sometimes. He's probably going to get the dub. More than likely, you would be right. The only thing that always scares me when I watch Matthew Stafford, though, it seems to be when they get when he gets confident <laughs> is yeah. when the mistakes when is when the mistakes seem to arise. But I don't have to explain that part to you because you've played him twice a year for over the past nine years, yeah. right? So you're well familiar with him. We're used to the Matthew Stafford mistakes, but you know what, man? I mean, there's there's I'm I'm rooting for both teams if that's even possible because there's so many feel good stories, you know seeing oh, Matthew course. Stafford struggle for so many years in Detroit and you know my my heart goes out to him because he's you know he's been banged up and I just want I kind of want to see him get the W you know like I hear you man I'm, I'm right there with you uh I'm Rob Lowe I don't have a pick in this game I yeah <laughs> I'm here with the NFL logo on my hat unfortunately for this one yeah <laughs> now we also but yo this- you, you know what's crazy is that you know what's crazy? Sorry to cut you off, but uh, Rob Lowe, I think it came out recently he's that he's fan. actually rooting for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. He so was he caught. finally has a team. You know what? Good for <laughs> Rob Lowe. He finally decided on a team. Everybody wins. Yay. No, thanks, Rob Lowe. Yeah. But uh, what I was going to say is we get a lot of interesting headlines out of this game, too. We get Andrew Withworth going back to play against the Bengals now. Right. Out of this, though, the person that I think gets a chance to capitalize the most is actually Jesse Bates because he is going into a contract negotiation this year. So that is a player. That's my underrated player for somebody that I think has to show out. Uh, If you had to pick a player on either side, side, offense, defense, Bengals, or Rams, who who do you think is looking to make an impressionable notice? I mean, it's a very simple, I mean, you know, easy easy answer would be any of the big names right right but honestly honestly i think if i if i'm choosing out of the two teams yeah uh i think joe i think joe mixon has to has to ball out man there should I think, be a you know he, he yeah he's he's coming off you know they i think they recently signed him a couple of years ago if not last off season um and i think joe mixon if he if he you know goes crazy on one play and just scores a 60 yard plus touchdown. I mean, that's Aaron, that's going to change the game. Aaron Donald's going to shoot somebody the fade if if Joe Mixon gets through uh, that front line like that. You know, and it would be crazy if he was the one to make the mistake, you know? It's 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 possible. It's it's very possible. But, you know, that defensive front can stop the run, so Joe Mixon going to have a tough task, but I w- I would like to see Joe do it 100%. I'm also curious to see how they use him in the passing game. Obviously, as we discussed, one of the weaknesses of the Rams' defense is that linebacking core. It's relatively easy. You know, that's that's why I highlighted C.J. Usama before not being active. So out of that, besides Joe Mixon possibly sliding up into the slot, the thing that I'm looking for to see is what exactly Tyler Boyd does from this position. And right. how are they going to move around him and T. Higgins? Getting off of this game. Actually, you know what? Before we get off the Super Bowl, 
really I'm curious for your winner and your score. And mm. let's just throw it all out on the table now and your Super Bowl MVP. Okay, so God, I got to do it. I got to pick a game, man. Gotta I got to no, pick yeah. the winner. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, I was making a list on on both teams and who had, you know, the, the better position. So I made a list and it was heavily one-sided. To me, on paper, the Rams are the better team. Um, they, they finally got their guy in Matt Stafford. And uh, you know what? Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl MVP. Wow. He's going to throw four touchdowns, what? close to 400 yards. <laughs> I think Matthew Stafford's going to go crazy. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I, I'm going to go 35 to 30. Oh, shit. Yeah. 65 points in the Super Bowl. 65 points, man. Let's see it. Give the people what they want. I'm an advocate for that, obviously, being a big Eagles fan from that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, I'm always for the high score. However, I don't think it'll be that high scoring. I actually think that this game will be 20 to 17. 20 to 17, man. You, you think the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals defense is going to step up and uh, you know slow down the Rams offense? Well, I think that, Je- like I highlighted before, Jesse Bates is now playing for money. So this is all right. ride or die. So out of that secondary, I expect him to shine. We haven't seen – I mean, we've seen great pressure from Mike Hilton, uh, Sam Hubbard. And I also anticipate – oh, man, I don't know, though. I don't know how to uh, – see, I'm going to talk myself out of this, too. <laughs> no, but I'm going to commit to this. Uh, I'm going to go 20-17. to 17. I think the, Ram- the Bengals' defense is – is formidable. I think I counted them out at the be- beginning of the playoffs a little bit more, thinking Tennessee would come out firing. Right. It also depends on how much Joe Burrow holds onto that ball, right? But mm-hmm. I think it'll be 20 to 17 Rams. I'm going to call two TDs to Cooper Cup, but I think actually 21 17. Let's make it like that. And I think Jalen Ramsey gets a pick six. Ooh. Pick yeah. six. A pick Ooh. six. I think Jalen Ramsey. What about, the uh, what about uh, the, another guy who's on the hot seat? We forgot to touch on. He was talking a lot of <laughs> smack last sun, uh, two Sundays ago <laughs> against Tyree Kill. Eli Apple. Do you think Eli <laughs> Apple can do anything out here against, hey, if he gets matched up with Odell and or Cooper Cup, do you think Eli Apple gets absolutely, absolutely exposed? On Sunday. Okay. I don't think Odell will expose him. I think that there's history there, especially with them being on the New York Giants roster to, roster together. So I think that there's familiarity there, even though there's still growth on both parts. Right. I just don't see anybody sh- shutting down Cooper Cup, so I'm not gonna say that either <laughs> though. <laughs> uh but no, I, I I think he can contain them and I think if it's played right and say Sam Hubbard has a big day or even Mike Hilton, for example, right? Mike Hilton could keep that slot contained. I think that there's a formidable chance. I just don't know how much like, I, like, for example, I went to on bet 365 today just to scan See the overs. Yeah. yeah, of course. Right. Right. And usually you get receivers at like 60, 50 yards and Cooper cup is at 106.5. Jesus. <laughs> so we already know what Vegas is thinking. They're they're probably betting that he's going to go off, and I would probably actually take that over bet comfortably too. One hundred percent, yeah. 
That's oh. easy money right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I mean, can you go wrong right now? It's He won the Triple Crown this year, and he's doing it all. The only thing he yeah. hasn't done is the thing that Odell has done, which is throwing a touchdown pass. And I might take the over on Odell touchdown passes, too. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, that would be awesome to, to see that uh, show up. Odell throwing a huge bomb downfield. I mean, he's done it before. We've seen it before. Of course. On multiple teams, I think, on the Giants and the Browns. Could they script it in the Super Bowl? Who knows? Sean McVay is no Sean McVay is no stranger to pulling mysterious bags uh, tricks out of his bag. Obviously, uh, Kevin O'Connell is probably trying to showcase a little bit more because, as we know now, he's the Vikings head coach. You will be facing him twice a year, right? But you find comfort in the fact that Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback, right? So there's there's that at least. Hey, man. Kirk, uh, you know, in the past few seasons, he's, you know, he's, he's won one game against us. So it's, it's a good heated rivalry for sure. We're going to switch over to that side right about now. Anyways, we're going to get into you guys before we go too deep into it. How did you become a Packers fan, Sean? So when I was, uh, my parents actually, they, they made the move, uh, from, uh, Montreal to, uh, Wisconsin when they were young and they started a family out in, uh, out in Wisconsin, just outside of Milwaukee. And they, they lived there for a, a few years and, like I said, started a family. And, hey, everyone out there in Wisconsin, man, big, big cheddarheads. So uh, they kind of just adopted the fandom. And, you know, when we moved back to Montreal, hey, every Sunday during the fall slash winter, there was a Green Bay Packers game on. And so me and my brother, you know, I think have adopted, if not gone even far, farther into the Green Bay Packers fandom. And, uh, you know, we've just embraced it so much. We love, you know, being from Wisconsin and, you know, just being football fans in general. And we, we bleed the green and gold, man. And, uh, yeah, love, love my Packers. Love my Packers. As you should. I mean, you guys have gone through – well, I mean – you guys have the ups. There's the, obviously the other side that you can look at it too, whereas between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, there's yeah. not enough Super Bowls to justify the quarterback play. And it's been exceptional to, to this yeah. day. I still think Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the is the greatest talent uh, quarterback that I've seen. Yeah. 100%. Mahomes right now as his career is still developing. Uh, yeah. So how, <laughs> well, one being from Wisconsin, how did, have you found out what the number one jersey selling in Wisconsin was? This is going to make you sick if you haven't. I, I, I've kind of been seeing this little floating around, and I think <laughs> like I'm trying to distinguish whether it's like cap or not. You know, like <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> a bunch of Justin Fields jerseys right in the middle of your green and gold, and it's a damn so shame. <laughs> so, like, are are they on discount or? or- <laughs> Did they, did they miss the uh, the area codes between Chicago and uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, I'm, I'm super confused about what what's going on right now. You you well, they're probably purchased to be burnt the next time you, you guys see Aaron Rodgers, yeah. or they see Aaron Rodgers, I should say. You know, uh, yelling, "I still own you." So right. <laughs> um, <laughs> going from that and actually staying with Aaron Rodgers, though. So we're getting into obviously free agencies around the corner, the drafts around the corner. Not a lot of great prospects coming out of this draft NFL class, draft yeah. class, unfortunately. So that obviously limits the scapes of the realm of p- trading Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I believe also looking at your salary cap currently, you're at minus 
0.7 mil obvious and Aaron's going to be quite a major hit if you guys do add to that yeah so let's not ask the painful question just yet of where Aaron Rodgers may be going but how do you see this for playing right now especially with all the coaching changes that are happening around I mean look I've I've been you know watching the uh, the off season so far for the Green Bay Packers and you know there there's slight little moves in uh, in changes for the coaches so far and you know a lot of new faces again but the guys stepping up to the uh, offensive coordinator position has been with the team and then they're kind of like plug and playing you know strength and conditioning coaches mm-hmm. into tight ends coach. Uh, offensive line. So they're all kind of taking a new role, essentially. They've been on the staff, but they've just been stepping up, essentially. A hire that just happened today, Rich, Rich Basicchia, um from, from Vegas. He was the interim head coach, and he did a great job. So, I know. And I the, felt he got robbed for, for, for his opportunity. But. Oh, man. Uh, and I think, you know what? I think the Packers paid him pretty handsomely to come and solve the number one outlier that plagued the Packers all season, you know, from seasons past. Uh, so am I excited? Are they making the right moves as of right now? A hundred percent. Is that making Aaron Rodgers happy? You know, that's, that's kind of the question because I think his faith is really who am I going to be throwing the ball to and who's going to be in my locker room, essentially. Absolutely. To, to that point, you know, watching that game against the Niners, the outside of targeting Devontae Adams and giving it to Aaron Jones, you could clearly see he wasn't looking at Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Alan Lazard. So, oh, man, it's, it, it was, you know what? I, I rewatched the game just this past week, actually. And it was, it was super frustrating. I don't know whether it was, it was, I guess kind of hand in hand, Aaron Rodgers' decision-making and potentially kind of the safe, kind of easy play calling. I I don't find Matt LaFleur and uh, Nathaniel Hackett were aggressive enough going into that game, kind of in the second half as well. They played it too safe, trying to hang on to the lead, and, you know, just mistakes mistakes cost them. Oh, that's for sure. And... It's funny you bring up Nathaniel Hackett at this point because one of the teams that I've been speculating that if Aaron is moved, Mm. it would be to Denver. That leads me to this question for you. Is love enough? (laughs) Is love enough, man? I I hope he is. I mean, as as a fan, you hope that he is because if you look at the upper management of the Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutekunst obviously saw something that he ran by Mike Murphy the CEO of the Packers and Matt LaFleur, you know, that they like something out of this kid from, from Utah state. I mean, so I know he has a big arm and I saw during the comparisons, they were trying to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's madness. That's you can't, you can't compare (laughs) this kid to Patrick Mahomes. He's not. He's a unicorn man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't do it. So, you know, would I be mad if if Aaron Rodgers went to another team? Of course I would be. You know, he's he he's coming off another MVP caliber season. 
you know, you want that guy back. You would, you would be crazy not to, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of things to be excited of if he moves on, you know, I would love to see him go to another contender and, and win a Super Bowl. Of course, whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, Aaron Rodgers wants to do, do it. And then I would be excited for Jordan Love to step in because it's a new commodity in the green and gold. That's a, that's a very optimistic answer. Yeah. Far from what I expect. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got to stay positive at the end of the day, right? You For know, sure. and, and seeing Jordan Love, you know, we, we kind of saw some flashes. He can make the, the good, smart throws, but he's still young, man. It's, it's still raw talent. And until we see it for, you know, 17 games, we'll never know. That's for sure. In front of Aaron now, we, because we're going to get into, as we brought up the cap before, you got some names now, man, that you got to look at. Because as I started to look through Packers players and their grades throughout the season, you know, there was a regression among some. Primarily the two at the top of my list were Adrian Amos. And somebody who actually thanked the Packers organization on Instagram. So I don't know if this mm-hmm. is signaling that he may be gone, but Zadarius Smith. Yep. Now the upside of this is even if Zadarius Smith leaves, there's still the possibility with the draft of drafting, say a Nicobe Dean, right? So there's always the upside and the possibility of things to be excited about. So I guess from a buy standpoint, who do you think you would like to see come in to help anchor the offense and the defense, whether, whether draft or free agency. That's the thing. I mean, uh, the number one goal, I think for the upper management for the green Bay Packers is getting under the cap. Right. And unfortunately this is going to see, this is going to be the team cutting. I think both Smith brothers, Preston and Zadarius Smith. I think they're, I think they're both gone, man. Uh, You let them walk in free agency. Um, You know that Rashawn Gary is capable because you saw what he did this season, Uh, 10 plus sacks. And this kid out of Michigan, man, he's a baller. So, you know, he could fill in one of the outside linebacker roles, hundred percent. Do you go out and draft a kid or do you bring back vet, Whitney Merciless on a veteran minimum. Great name. Great name drop too. I, for, I constantly forget that he is on that Packers roster until I either see him on the field or as somebody aforementions him. Yeah, a hundred percent. And listen, uh, another key factor for the defense is some way, if it's possible, bring back Devondre Campbell. There it is. Yeah. Inside linebacker. Yeah. We plugged in, picked up off the street this off season who balled out for us. He was the, he was much better than one. Jalen Smith. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent dude. Like <laughs> this guy, I don't know how he ended up on the Packers roster. And you know what, to be completely honest with you, I didn't know too much about him. And this guy just led the team in sacks. He was one of the highest graded inside linebackers in the NFL this season. Um, dude is a stud. And if we can get him back on a one year deal, if possible, try to, you know, strengthen that defense and, you know, just draft a kid to put it up next to him so he could learn from this guy and just absolutely be a dynamite uh, inside linebacker duo. I'm all for it. If we're, 
if we're looking at the offensive side of the ball, um, right now the Green Bay Packers only have, I think it's three wide receivers under contract. And I think one of them took five snaps or five catches from Aaron Rodgers this season. It's crazy, man. Jawan Winfrey, uh, everyone else is a free agent. Uh, MVS, Alan Lazard, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. These guys are either off the team or taking a salary cut to come back onto the team. And Devontae Adams has been rumored by the, uh, by the uh, management of the Green Bay Packers to be... Um, Oh, I'm blanking on him right now. He's seeking. Uh, he, I, I have the number that he is seeking, though. I, <laughs> yeah, I saw that number. That, uh, franchise tagged is yes, what I was. Yes, thinking. yes, yes. And the Green Bay Packers have have almost never used that option on a player. They've either let them go, and have hardly ever used the franchise tag. So I'm very, very nervous on what Tay. Is what's going to happen to Tay, man? I, I love Tay, man. He's he's the best wide receiver in the league. That's biased, a hundred percent. I know it. Biasness, I, being biased is encouraged on this podcast. By the way, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> he is a different breed of man at the wide receiver position, man. I, I'm telling you, I've never seen a wide receiver like this in my life. I mean, there's a reason why Ocho Cinco put that video up of him crying watching Devontae Adams' footwork, right? So. Tay is a very special uh, dude and go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like shout out Ocho, man. I mean, he, <laughs> he knows, he knows what a green Bay Packers fan has been, has been watching you know, this, this star be born. It's, it's crazy, man. It's uh, I really hope the Packers franchise tag him because obviously we don't have the money to, to keep him around and the number he's looking for. Tell him the number chase. Come on. $30 million. <laughs> yeah, we don't have it. I I understand too. Hey, listen, I don't got it either. But hey, um, it's so to me. One of the big things about Aaron right now is if they don't find a way to keep Tay, I can't foresee him wanting to stay in Green Bay because yeah. you know Aaron capes for his guys. So we see we saw him cape for Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones was entertaining the thought of leaving to go get paid. Right. I don't see him being any different with Devante. We know that they have a brotherhood connection, but if he can't get that money, man, the other thing is we know how much Devante has been talking about uh, going to play in Vegas with Derek Carr. Yep. He's you know, a college QB. 100%, that's right. Man. All the way back to Fresno state. Yeah. Uh, so let's say Aaron does move. So, who do you think a potential suitor is outside of, well, I mean, the Denver Broncos, for example. I mean, the thing of the Denver Broncos, right, is that, you know, it's, a, it's an attractive place to play. But I, I understand that the wide receiving core is is half decent. It's it's pretty good out there. It's, you know, it's pretty Jerry special. Judy, there, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But – you know, and and a good and a good backfield, hundred yes. percent. But the thing you got to look at is is the is the offensive line uh, capable of protecting you know a late thirty year old man? And to me, I would say no. Is is the defense gonna put me back on the field 
that's it's it's kind of hit or miss for me too. You know, the Denver Broncos they have some pieces. Uh, you know, obviously in in uh, Bradley Chubb and uh, a couple other, yeah, Patrick Sertain. You know, a hundred percent. But you know, is is that a is that an attractive spot to go to? It's kind of fifty fifty. Uh, we already know that the Tennessee Titans, they came out this week saying Ryan Tannehill's our guy. So that's, that's, uh, you know, the music city, that's an attractive spot to, you know, kick up your feet and play 17 games. I mean, you know, eight or of nine course. games, sorry, but Hey, maybe you go, you, you pull a Tom Brady and you go, you go down in, in Tampa, Florida. I mean, you see Ooh. what the defense is capable of. Mike Evans, Mike Evans, does Mike nice Evans connect. stay? <laughs> yeah, does Mike Evans stay? Because he's in a contract year too, right? But uh, you already have Chris Godwin. Actually, no, I think you have to flip that. I think it's God- Godwin is in the contract year. Mike Evans is still oh, staying. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. That's okay. all right. Right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, you have another stud, you know, top 10 wide receiver if you want, right? If Much one better stays. offensive line too. Like yeah, a great offensive line, and you got Leonard Fournette in the backfield. So do you free, go out free to agent Tampa, Florida? Free agent yeah. two, though playoff oh, line. Free play, agent two, my free mind. agent my as fault. well. Free agent two, man. It's okay. Side note, just because we talked about Ryan Tannehill and the uh, Titans, Zach gave a shout of joy because he freaked out when he saw Aaron Rodgers buying property in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Zach, man. we hope you're well over there in Mexico having a nice cerveza. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Shout out, Zach, man. So, but as we're talking about this offensive line, one big name that comes up for the Green Bay Packers right now is David Bakhtari. You know, stellar, one of the best at his position, been dealing with the injury bug a little bit throughout the past two seasons. I, this year was the Peck, I believe. No, this year was he's he's still rehabbing off the uh, the ACL that happened okay. uh, late uh, late in the twenty twenty season, and you know it's it's been tough for him. I think completely honest, and it honestly hurt the Packers against the Forty ers that he was not in the game. That was a huge part of it, you know, trying trying to fill in a guy to stop Nick Bosa, and yeah, the one guy capable is not on the field in David Bakhtiari. So. And the, and the relationship also that David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers have, you know, they're, they're brothers, brothers in arms, you know? So that's another attractive, you know, to stay in green Bay, you know, it's, he's definitely got away his odds, man. And he's, he loves the drama. So I think it's, you know, he's going to ride this wave out and we can only maybe, We'll only know maybe late August again. Who knows with Aaron Rodgers? He loves, loves, loves the drama. I mean, like, of course, that's why we got to the point of the the, the statement of I'm immunized when we got to his vaccine question. But we're not going to turn in, this into that <laughs> because that's a different situation in itself. Uh, uh, Aaron likes to control the media. That's why I think him and McAfee get along so well and why he'd do that show every Tuesday. Yeah. Like, uh, the good news is Bakhtiari did restructure his contract to free up six mil for you guys. Mm-hmm. But I want to know, in your opinion, what, because we've seen how quickly people come off of ACLs. This one's being a little bit lengthier. What do you think or how close to the state of what Bakhtiari, pardon me, 
was before the injury. What, what do you think we'll get in him when he comes back? I mean, you're talking about a guy who's an all pro left tackle, right? And, you know, I think, I think maybe what it is is that he's, he, he might be too in his head. You know, he, he took those snaps week 17 against the Detroit lions and he was in the blue tent after every drive, you know? So he's, he's getting something. I don't know if it's in his head or from someone, his maybe a specialized doctor that he's going to see rehabbing his knee that, you know, maybe it's, it's taking more time than it should. I, I don't know. At, at the end of the day, you really, if it's, if it's the playoffs, yeah. You, you got to get out there, man. He, and he he's he said, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, I have to get out there. And it didn't happen this this playoff season, you know, him rehabbing the knee and stuff like that. I know it, I can't I couldn't imagine, you know, being 200 close to 300 plus pounds and trying to, you know, have one leg that's kind of, you know, mangled and trying to stop Nick Bosa. I can't imagine. Fair. Fair. So, <laughs> You know, but you got to get out there and protect your guy. If that's your guy, you know, you don't want to see him get hurt. No, that's for sure, man. Uh, I do have another question. Maybe you do know this. If not, don't worry about it. Uh, do the Packers and the Milwaukee Bucks share the same medical staff? <laughs> it's a good question. man. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking about an hour and a half drive between Green Bay and, and downtown Milwaukee. Um, maybe, you know. Maybe the, the, the I'll, I'll uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to dive into that one. You know, I, I just uh, I have a personal gripe with that in seeing that happen between many teams and then the injury correspondence either on one side or the other that you know, uh, because usually if one does bad in that situation, the other does bad just as well. So, um, <laughs> right, Eagle 76ers 2019, that's my highlighted asterisk there. Yeah, yeah, sticking sticking with you um, (laughs) on on your coaching hirings now. So you guys promoted John Dunn, your tight ends coach, or he is your tight ends coach now, I believe. Any history on him? Anything you could tell us about him or Stenenovich? I mean, honestly, not too much I could tell you about this, about these two uh, guys, but I mean, Hopefully they don't change too much and then they kind of just adopt uh, the, the former OC Nathaniel Hackett, who's now out in Denver. Um, hopefully they don't make too much changes because honestly, I think too many changes, it's going to scare uh, Aaron Rodgers away, you know, yeah. trying to, you know, he had a great relationship with Nathaniel Hackett. And, and now that if these guys, you know, now it's my time, I'm going to run the offense here. First of all, I think you have to, you know, kiss, kiss, uh, kiss, kiss Aaron Rodgers' feet, if you will. <laughs> yeah, kiss Aaron Rodgers' feet, if you will. Um, and whatever he wants to do, hey, man. And if he wants to come back, you, you try to work something out with him. Don't do too much. All right. We'll keep this part, last part, short and sweet. So outside of Devontae Adams, obviously, you've talked about the wide receivers that are free agents. So outside of Tay, or if you guys do franchise tag Tay, who would you like to see on the other side of that ball lined up helping uh, relieve pressure for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, listen, I think 
one thing that Aaron Rodgers has been adamant about is, you know, building up and talking about his guys, right, that mm-hmm. have, have played with him in the past season. And he put out a report uh, recently that he wants MVS back too because he, oh, wow. he believes – he believes so much in in him, and this is where I have to disagree with Aaron Rodgers. MV, MVS has been hit or miss. He either has a great game, and then you don't see him for three weeks. He has a case of the drops. He, he drops the ball too many times in big situations. He has great speed, 100%. He has great speed, but I think it's time to move on from the MVS uh, experiment. Um, one guy I hope is back two guys, maybe actually is, uh, Alan Lazard because he's kind of like a dual threat. He can catch the ball. He can do, he could, he's great. Honestly, he's great in the, in the run game. He has great blocking ability. ability. Yeah. I, I've, I zeroed in on that versus, uh, the Niners, especially I was like, wow, yeah. like, he, he really gets out there in front just sets the edge a little bit more. And he, and he has the confidence to do it now because at first, when he first came in, his first season was rough with the Green Bay Packers. But once he started rolling, he's been kind of the more consistent wide receiver number two uh, out there in Green Bay. And, you know, another guy who hopefully is back as well, Robert Tunyon, tight end. You know, Oh, he, yes, he had, yes, yes. He suffered that ACL, you know, midseason. And it's, un- it's unfortunate because I think he's, he's a stud. It's just he has to stay healthy. I, I do like Robert, Robert Tunyon. I did see there was a regression in his grade, but I take that one lightly considering especially when the injury happened in the season and just the circumstances of things. You know, and it's also, it's, it's always hard for me to picture Aaron losing or walking away from the Packers from this. Because not for nothing, they went 13-3 and three, three seasons in a row with Matt LaFleur as the head coach, right? So. Yeah. I, I do hope Aaron stays, especially for all Packers Nation. I don't think his time is up. Uh, the Packers came out today very clearly saying we have no plans or intended None. to train him. Zero. That's very, very good and reassuring. Yeah. My one fear, especially as we talk about the franchise tag, is we've seen players sit out. And if Devontae Adams says, you guys don't have my money, so I'm not coming out, that's going right. to be obviously something else to watch. Um, now if Aaron Rodgers does happen to leave, let's take this a little bit broader to the NFC North. What do you think, how do you think they would rank out minus Aaron Rodgers for Andrew from your green Bay Packers? Say Jordan Love is your starting quarterback and you still have all the other pieces. How, where would you rank the other organizations in comparison to yours? I mean, it's, Honestly, it's 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 great for Jordan Love if if you think about it, right? One, the the division is up for grabs 100% if Aaron Rodgers leaves because you're looking at the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings with new head coaches, new staff around them. They kind of kind of got to build the, that program around what they want. The Detroit Lions too, man, yeah. you know, another team, you know, with a fresh new head coach, Jared Goff, blah, blah, blah. The, I think, to be honest with you, it would go to the Minnesota Vikings just because you have all those guys around them. Kirk Cousins, he's capable of, of winning the division. We've seen it before. He's, he's a good QB, man. Don't get me wrong. I could say, I could compliment 
NFC North teams. It's it's not going to pain me too much. You're, you're um, better than me in that aspect because I beat yeah. Jared Goff just for being drafted before Carson Wentz. But <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. And if, with Justin Fields, we we don't know too much. You know, is the is the new coaching staff going to like him? You know, that that's another hot commodity of if Justin Fields is you know going to be the guy, man, and. If you look at it, Ohio State quarterbacks don't last too long in the That's NFL. That's true. Chase. That's true. That's true. So, d- does the new coaching staff give this kid a go? Does it work out? If not, they probably let him bounce after you know the next coming season. So, Green Bay, they're they're in a good spot. I mean, with the division being up for grabs, if Aaron Rodgers does leave, it's just you just gotta build Jordan Love up. I don't know. I don't know if he's get, he's going to be the guy for the next 10, 15 years. I have no idea. I mean, he's his contract should be coming up soon. I believe it was only two, three years ago that he was drafted in the first round, which is where, to my recollection, all this really started with Aaron Rodgers right. and those discussions. Started. Even though, <laughs> even though Aaron, hey, it it didn't piss me off. <laughs> don't worry guys it did not piss me off that you guys drafted a my, my first round qb <laughs> without getting me some help that i've been asking for for the past few seasons i mean if i'm remembering that draft correctly you guys could have ha- had justin jefferson and then it would be justin jefferson and De- tay adams right but i digress from that obviously it's nice to think and hope and wish for those things to go along yeah, um, that's, that's the beauty of the NFL, man. You just, <laughs> you just never know what your One management is going to do, man. You never know what the GM's going to do in the draft. One Sunday at a time. One Sunday yeah. at a time. 100%. As we're wrapping up this Packers talk, let's see. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, that was all of Zach's questions. We talked about the salary cap. Oh, another player that, you know, who you're going to end up looking at probably going forward because he's into his fifth year now is Jair Alexander. Uh, Do you think that that contract gets done or do you think it's the fifth year and out? If, if we're looking at what green Bay has done in the past with stud cornerback play and seeing talent on the field, all pro level talent, to be honest with you, Green Bay, I don't know what what's wrong with them. If it's too many cheese curds, if it's too many too many Miller lights, they let these guys walk. If you look at Micah Hyde out in Buffalo, this guy was a stud for the Green yep. Bay Packers. Let him walk. Yep. Desmond King, I think he played for the Chargers for a bit. He did, yes. I think he's out in Denver or uh, Vegas or something like that. I... Let him walk. Uh, Casey Hayward, drafted oh God, by the Green yes. Bay Packers. Let him walk. I don't understand, man. I, I just don't get it. I love Jair Alexander. Another bias. I think he's the best corner in the NFL. Okay? This guy is You can make an stud. argument. You can make you an argument. You could make an argument, right? But him, it's going to be how he rehabs that AC joint he suffered this season. And if he can return to his all pro level and look, if, if you look at both sides of the field, you got Eric Stokes, who, who was fairly decent yep. in his rookie season. And then you 
you have Jair Alexander coming back, that's a, a good one-two punch, man. And hopefully, Jair, one of my favorite players on the team, hopefully they get some figured out, man. He, he is a stud. And, you know, he is potential gold jacket material, man, 100%. Crowning it early, I like it. I will say that the Packers um, research, especially the secondary for talent, is quite special itself. Yeah, um, just the names over I, the years, man. Just crazy how listen, many, how much talent that has come out of Green Bay. We we talk a lot about our bias, so I, I'm very familiar with Razul Douglas. Dude, this guy, who another guy, like Devondre Campbell, we just picked up off the street. He was on four teams yeah, we uh, really in the summer. In the third round. <laughs> Dude. And this guy, he, you know, with Jair going down, he stepped up. We knew Kevin King was that. Hey, the only oh, outlier for yeah. the Bay <laughs> <Yeah>. Packers <laughs> is Kevin, <laughs> Kevin King, man. This guy is burnt toast, every name in the book. And you know what? I He's... He's up for a contract year. We'll see him in the CFL for all I care. <laughs> I do not want to see this guy in the green and gold ever again. That's the one outlier for GM <laughs> upper management for the Green Bay Packers in cornerback depth. But Rasul Douglas, hey, you know what? Even if the Green Bay Packers don't bring him back or whatever the case may be, this guy is going to go somewhere and he's going to get this season with the green and gold. I'm telling you. Listen, I'm just jealous that you got the great Razul Douglas and I got Razul Douglas that was a product of Jim Schwartz. <laughs> so I, I don't have to tell you about uh, Jim Schwartz's mishaps with secondaries. You yeah. got to experience that too as you know him being the head coach of the Lions for that extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Overall though, I mean, I know it's really, really early, so we'll probably end up bringing you back to talk about moves after free agency in the draft. And that's... Sure. But uh, right now, how do you think Packers faithful feel right now with a lot of questions up in the air? I'm I'm sure it's it's a lot of worry, you know, 100. percent Especially, you know, I think it's just another situation when you're when everything flared up last off season with Aaron Rodgers, a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? And now at this point, you you didn't get to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you put up another great regular season, but now you're you're four you're close to forty million dollars over the salary cap. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of what ifs, and it's it's a hundred percent scary. Like, I I don't know, I don't know what you do. At uh, if if you're the if you're Brian Gutekunst, do you is your main goal to get under the salary cap, or is your main goal to keep Aaron Rodgers happy because you're not going to keep Aaron Rodgers happy uh, with trying to remain under the salary cap and give your team, you know, money. I, I could see the Packers only getting scraping up $12 million to, for money to spend in free agency. I mean, it's a, a tall, of, tall task. A lot of, a lot of restructured deals coming up soon. That's for sure. A lot of cuts. A lot of cuts. And, and the draft. And, and the draft has to be lights out if, if you lose all these great players. For sure. Uh, any big names out of the draft you specifically want to see come to the Packers? Where are you guys drafting at? What position again? 
Uh, so we're obviously going to be once again in the later rounds. Yeah. Uh, probably light uh, flex there, but all right. Yeah, <laughs> light little flex. Sorry, guys. Um, probably around like the twenty twenty three to twenty five spot, I believe. Okay. And you know, I think, like I said, you get you get Devondre Campbell signed, and then you get uh, this kid from Georgia, Dean. I think his last name is. Yeah, Nakobe Dean. Nakobe Dean, man. I've I, yo. I I've want been him, I want him too. I want him too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been preaching for an inside linebacker stud coming out of the draft since the jump. Okay, since four years ago, since we've lost, you know, Blake Martinez. He was a little slow, but man, this guy led the team in tackles year in and year out. Uh, he just he wasn't sideline to sideline. Last season, I was like, yo, let's trade up and get Micah Parsons. Oh, I would have loved you if you did that. <laughs> yeah. I would I I wanted to try and help you out, man. I tried <laughs> tried helping out the Philly Faithful, but it wasn't in the cards. Uh, you know, uh I also liked a guy a couple seasons ago uh from the University of Wisconsin, Zach Zach Bond, man. Yes. And but you know, we just like drafting cornerbacks. It's it's what we do. <laughs> and if it's not the corner, it's the quarter, right? So Yeah. <laughs> <that's it. laughs> what we do well listen we can get off of football a little bit now i know you're not too well you're much like me and zach as whereas the super football season wraps up that's when nba really starts to take over yep things are going to start to go crazy especially in the next 48 hours with the trade deadline approaching what was your reaction to see the cj mccullum trade i mean if you look at portland right you've just kind of kind of seen the same thing year in and year out you know, they make the playoffs, whether they're the eighth seed to the sixth seed or whatever have you. Okay. Then, you know, they, they shock the world and they upset one of the higher seats. Okay. Sure. But it's always, you know, they always miss out, you know, in the next round. So you got to switch it up eventually. You got to look at your team and be like, all right, this isn't working. You know, this is, this is getting too much now. So we have, we have to start trying to switch it up and maybe build for the future and dealing CJ McCollum, you know, unfortunate, he's a great talent, but I think, you know, they made the right call and they, they got some, you know, capital for him hundred percent. So there's one of two ways to look at this in my perspective for Portland. So number one, you're either going to be trying to bring in superstar talent to pair with Dane now as he gets ready to come back into the league after his abdomen surgery. And then there's the other factor. And maybe this is Portland saying, blow it up. And the first thing I thought of when I saw that trade was LeBron's trying to move Russ to Portland for (laughs) days. Obviously as a Celtics fan, I would truly hate that. (laughs) No, but the NBA is going to start to pick up Portland. I don't know who they have in mind, especially with the Sabonis trade already happening to Sacramento. Right. When it comes to Dame, though, it's almost unfortunate. I feel like he gets robbed so often for the amount of heart that he's put on for that team. I don't know where it starts with Portland, where, or actually, let me think about this a little bit more. Hold on. Because there's a lot of James Harden rumors still. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's not working out there in Brooklyn. So they're they're trying to, you know, he wants to get out of Dodge, right? 
for sure. Um, if if I can compare the two situations, right? Dame, he says he he loves Portland. He doesn't want to leave. That's his city. Um, if if you look at it, it's kind of in the same situation that you know Russ Russell Westbrook was mm-hmm. a few years ago out in Oklahoma. Um, you know he was the, he was the last guy remaining after KD left, James Harden left, Serge, uh, Serge Perkins. You know yeah. he was the last guy held it down for so many years. You know gave them wins. You know made the playoffs a couple seasons. You know in a row. And at the end of the day, you just got to look at your situation and be like, look, uh, in, in my legacy, in the story of my career in the NBA, do I want to stay with the same franchise forever? Or do I want to go and get a ring somewhere? And I think that's where the NBA is at right now. There's, there's, hardly, there's hardly any guys that stay the long run and stay with the same organization. It's all about them rings, man. I, I said it when Carmelo Anthony chose to stay with the New York Knicks. He chose the bag over the ring. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's no. okay to secure the money and make sure that everybody eats and everybody's okay. There's nothing 100%. wrong with that. But you're always going to wonder, like, hey, you know, <laughs> like if he if he teamed up with LeBron earlier, <laughs> maybe he would have got that ring, you know? like There, yeah. there was rumors of of Chicago actually getting LeBron James when Derek Rose, when his was in his prime still actually mm-hmm. around the, t- when he made that decision to go my, to Miami, that's right. always what I go back to around uh, free agency or trade deadlines of the NBA yeah. on a side note, what's been your favorite move, whether by the bucks or by somebody else that you've seen occur as a free agent signing over to a different team. I mean, this, this past off season for the bulls, man, they oh just, shit! Yeah, <laughs> they've just turned around that franchise so much, and you know, and 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 brought back a, a a rivalry. Honestly, if you want to look at it, between you know the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls, you know, another Wisconsin Illinois rivalry, man, and you love to see it because they're both competitive. And Chicago saw, you know, the mm-hmm. the cheeseheads up north being like, yo, they got. They got another team that's competing for championships now. Hold, hold on now. We, we gotta, we gotta step we gotta it up. Address, we gotta say some things here now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, you gotta give props to what Chicago has done. You know, putting these core guys around Levine, man. So you know, and Demar Derozan. We all know about Demar Derozan out in you know, in Canada. So of course, up north here. He's he's been putting on a show, man, and uh, I. I I love what the Chicago Bulls have done. Yeah. The only, the only knock that's ever going to really happen to DeMar's career is uh, his time, his time in San Antonio, not really probably panning it out as they should. I know the Raptors made that big trade to get Kawhi Leonard, even though it was a rental trade for them. Obviously the effects were worth it. A hundred percent. But yeah, no, I mean, right now there's a lot of talks of the Raptors being into, into looking to a big man. Before the Sabonis trade, I thought they were going to try to make a run at Miles Turner. Mm. But I have, I'm going to wrap this up with you, Sean, very, very shortly. I got one, one last really important question. And remember, I know despite the fact you guys are in salary cap, number one, you can always smile and knowing the fact that you're not right now the New Orleans Saints who are behind 76 Oof. million just between the head coach and a player that hasn't played since last season. Oof. Um, 
Shouts to Drew Brees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the, the hits just keep on coming for the Saints, man. And we're switching back to football right now. Um, Alvin Kamara, you know, <laughs> what's going on with him? I see what him. you did there now. And that, was, that a pun, was that pun set up there, Sean? That was, that was a nice shot. That was a little something. That was, that was a little nice something for the people. That was a good shot. <laughs> but it, it, it's true, man. I mean, if you're a Saints fan right now, you've just you've come off good, successful seasons. You lost Drew Brees. Now you, you lost Michael Thomas because he's sitting out. Now you lost your coach, your coach that's been there forever from the jump. And now AK too, man. Ugh, it's it's painful. Um, Michael Thomas hasn't been there in a minute. Just to, just to it's, reiterate some things. It's hurting, man, if you're a Saints fan. But uh, you know what? Yeah, at least I'm not $70 million in the hole. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> my, my, my big question for you is, and this is going to be split between the both the NFC South teams. Obviously, we have another quarterback that left in Tom Brady. So if you're Jameis Winston, which organization looks more appealing to you right now? 100% has to be Tampa Bay, right? It, it, like I said before, if, if you look at the defense, offensive line, uh, the weapons, every, everything's there for you. Um, it's just that if Bruce Arians wants Jameis Winston, that's, that's the real question. He, he's got his eyesight fixed. He, he, got, <laughs> uh, he got the laser. Um, but another thing, he's coming off injury. You know, he's got to, he's got to rehab that and, uh, you know, put some, put some tape together. I know he has those funky drills with his, his team there. Um, but you know, he's got a big arm and he, he's capable of, of winning games hundred percent. Just a reminder, the last time it was rumored, Jameis Winston got his eye surgery. He threw for 5,000 yards, six, uh, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. <laughs> So we'll see. He's a work in progress. <laughs> and that was with Bruce Arians too, on top yeah. of that. So yeah, that's the thing, man. They're gotta, they gotta weigh their options. There's so many, so many stories coming out. It's, it's going to be another crazy off season out in the NFL. Also quarterback on the move. We've heard rumors that the Niners are now working with Jimmy G to be, de- to depart from them. Any suitors that you specifically like for Jimmy G or any team that you think could help get him over the hill? I think, I think you know what you're getting out of Jimmy G. And honestly, at this point, I don't think it's tough, man. Because if you look at the if you look at the draft too, there's there's hardly any names coming out of it. For sure. I mean, so is one team going to ride with him for a season? Sure. And could it be you know the Bucks? or or Pittsburgh or or the Colts maybe maybe not the Colts so much because their GM has come out and said hey no more band-aids for the QB position and if Aaron Rodgers does get dealt hey a huge spot to go to Indianapolis Jonathan Taylor that offensive line and then you add a piece uh, as at uh, wide receiver you know the defense is pretty good just just a couple with that i saw that also right now the odds are plus 400 of carson wentz being the next quarterback of the tampa bay buccaneers oh man (laughs) carson wentz man i mean he's gonna get a job too man so it wouldn't put me past me but jimmy g you know his he's he's gonna get paid somewhere 100 percent 
that's for sure. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he ever he lands up. Like you aforementioned, Zach thinks so as well. Pittsburgh seems to be the preferred de- destination for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they choose to go with him or if they actually choose to give Dwayne Haskins the reins on this this year. Again, man, Ohio <laughs> State quarterbacks. Does nothing not nothing favorable. Nothing good ever happens with them, right? <laughs> let me let me ask you this question, Chase, uh, if if I may. Um, Absolutely. Does Deshaun Watson play a down in the NFL next season? Only, only if those charges go disappear. That's the only way because we we know number one when all the speculations of him being traded. The first team that was brought up was the Miami Dolphins, right? Uh, because of his relationship with Brian Flores. Brian Flores now not being there changes things in that dynamic. But now there's rumors of Baker of him going to Cleveland, which which would be interesting, especially in that division. And Deshaun, Joe Burrow, Lamar, that would be something stellar to watch. Yeah. But if I'm speaking honestly, no, I don't think we see him on the seat, on the field next year. I think that there's too many things, even even when the Miami Dolphins were about to complete that trade with the Houston Texans, they moved the goalpost and saying, no, we have to meet with him first. We have to meet with him first. And as soon as that happened, Texans got greedy. I believe their owner went, hey, um, the price is now this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yesterday's price is they not today's price <laughs> right right but, uh no honestly to answer that question i don't think we see deshaun next season which is such a shame i know football man. talent perspective man because right. what he actually brings to an offense the other he's slide, electric he's electric oh my god and that's the thing that scares me because obviously harry roseman there's nothing ever certain on my side with philly so even Brandon Graham came out and said it last week. Now you never know 100% with how he, even though he's like, yeah, Jalen's our guy going into next year. But there's still the inkling in my mind that just at the risk of getting a Deshaun Watson, uh, Howie Roseman might just pull that trigger on that trade, which I'm still not okay with, but for obvious reasons. Yeah, 100%, um, man. There's, yeah. there's a lot of holes that need to be fixed on that roster. Yeah. If the Texans do manage to get off Deshaun Watson, obviously Davis Mills has shown he's a little bit capable of doing, you know, fairly decent. Yeah, 100%. Um, And especially in that division where Doug Peterson just got hired to be the Jags head coach. That division is going to be really, really close and they'll need all the help they can get, especially if something is to happen to Davis Mills. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously going to be standing with the organization, right? So yeah. Yeah, because they 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 have the rights. He's still technically under contract. He's, I don't know if he's still getting paid by the team, but I I, I would think so. But yeah, no, and definitely not for the Texans. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Another another big uh, you know rumor mill going in this free agency is definitely you know we we've seen a, a couple of rumors floating around about Russell Wilson out in, out in Seattle, man. Just as you say that, it came to my phone that he has expressed his interest in playing for the Washington Commanders. Really? Yes. Where is that from? <laughs> what What app do you have on your phone? <laughs> um, that's that's 
that's the mighty Twitter and Bleacher Report as you scour. He has oh. actually expressed his his Washington. desire to play there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thought of him to Terry McLaurin would be something great to see. Out of that backfield, getting um, Antonio Gibson as well. I think that wherever Russ goes, though, he's just looking to be protected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got to look for an offensive lineman for for sure. First things first. And not for nothing, because, I mean, his, his we've seen what he can do with receivers that are special. Like, we've seen him, like Tyler Lockett, I don't know that anybody else gets that production out of Tyler Lockett. Right. But DK Metcalf, that's a kind of different breed. Russ, Russ on the move is something I still have um, a hard time wrapping my mind around. I, right. Don't think that that split. I don't think Pete Carroll let that split happen, even with that no trade clause. Mm, yeah, no, hundred um, percent. If you have to put Russ somewhere else right now, though, where where do you think he'll land? That that Washington Commanders kind of just really threw me <laughs> off. Trust I me, think that was got... my reaction this morning too. <laughs> I think maybe you know an, an attractive you know spot for him would be you know in a in a big name city right right big for his wife too obviously so exactly you know you got to keep the happy wife happy life you know there you go so you know maybe maybe somehow they work out a deal with you know the new york giants man (laughs) new york giants to go out new york gets paid you're you're absolutely right obvious for obvious reasons i'm against that too but there's, there's there's again there's not enough around him it's it's not it's not I attractive mean, it's an attractive spot but there's not enough around that that franchise you know i mean the thought of russell wilson throwing to Kadarius tony who we've seen i, I mean <laughs> it would also probably justify the kenny galladay contract and getting production out of him because we clearly see ghost <laughs> big most uh highest paid wide receiver in the league didn't score a touchdown this year uh, first round pick didn't score a touchdown this year i totally forgot he existed i like, know <laughs> i was like yeah he was a good wide receiver for the detroit lions he's still on the lines right and then nope. <laughs> my my extra laughing factor at that was getting to see darius slay have more touchdowns than him and Kadarius tony combined <laughs> so <laughs> Big play slay, man. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out big play. Um, yeah, man. I'm excited for what's going to come. Sunday's going to be a great game. You yeah. gave us a score prediction. Uh, what's High the scoring, o- man. I'm telling you. Bet the over. What's the over? Uh, you think Aaron Donald gets more than four sacks? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's going to get, again, man, double double teamed, if not triple teamed, every snap, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's possible. It's possible that that offensive line can't hold up against Aaron Donald and you know Von Miller. Oh, he's man. been he's been really stepping it up these past few games. Uh, uh, the back half of the the regular season, he was coming into things, and now I think he he knows he knows his stunts. He knows how to get around these guys, and he's he's feeling it. He's gonna. I think you know what Rams Rams are gonna win it, man. I'm telling you. I have a hard time betting against a team that pulled Eric Weddle off of the couch from two years and then two years. Yeah, man. And then being, <laughs> and then being the leading tackler in the Rams bucks game with nine, I believe I think he had four assist, five assisted and four solo tackles by himself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah right. 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 
Yo, hey, Chase, uh, I don't know if you saw this, though. I don't know if this is factor, uh, factor cap, but there's, there's this trend starting with QBs named Joe. Oh, yes. Did, did you see this? <laughs> no, I okay, haven't, so, but please inform me of this. <laughs> so QBs with the first name Joe, J-O-E, have, that have won a NCAA championship and a Super Bowl, okay? Here, here's the list so far. There's, there's only two guys, okay? Joe Namath of the New York Jets won an NCAA championship and a Super Bowl. Joe Montana, we're all familiar of with of the San Francisco 49ers. Can Joe Burrow do it? Obviously won it with LSU uh, two years ago. Can Cincinnati pull off the upset against the all-in Rams, man? I'm super pumped for Sunday. I actually, th- I'm listen, as much as I think that the Rams are going to win, I do think that the Bengals have a better chance than I'm probably even painting on, I painted today on this podcast. So, and I right. think Joe will be the first Joe to win the Heisman, a title, and a Super Bowl all within three years. Right. That's important to note too, because nobody's done that yet. I also saw an interesting play that funny that you brought up Joe Man. Do you know what Joe Montana's first completed pass was? It was, uh, what, it was a special. It, it was a special teams play, and he rolled no. out to the right and threw oh, it through an eight-yard dime to a fullback. <laughs> I saw. I saw that highlight today. I thought it was That's great. Awesome. I'm going to share that on our uh, on our fan page as soon as I come across it again. But uh, nice. yeah, that's about it for this week's episode of the Two Point Culture. Sean, man, thank you for joining me. Definitely glad to have you here. Watch you back I- on the pod. Uh, actually, means we'll get into discussions for this off mic, but me and Zach usually try to do a pod episode for the draft. So we'd love to have you come on if you're more than well. You're more than welcome to come back. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, I'm game, man. And uh, I just want to thank. Thank you for, for having me on. And uh, Zach, I hope I did a good job, you know, filling in your shoes. And uh, hey, hey, I appreciate you uh, having me on once again. It, it's been a blast. It was, it was really fun. No problem at all, man. Uh, yo, you got anything you want to plug? Your podcast coming back soon? Nah, man, uh, my, my podcasting days. But uh, hey, uh, catch me on Twitter, man. Uh, Sean Lawson 95, man. I'm always taking the hot takes with the, the Green Bay Packers. And uh, yeah, man, just keep on supporting two-point culture, man, 100%. We appreciate you, Sean. Thank you so much, brother. Guys, we're out. We hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. Take Sean, Sean's advice. Bet the over. Just do it. <clears throat> and also take Bet the, the over, Aaron, guys. I'm telling you. Take, take the Aaron Donald sack total over. And actually, you know what? I'll say it. Take Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase receiving yards over. I'm, I think I'm going to throw it down too. I'm feeling good about that. Oh, yeah? yeah I think I, I'm going to take think, Odell. Odell receiving yards, whatever the over is. I, I, took, I, I took him for the reception. I took him for over five. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. This is Two Point Culture. We out. <laughs>